This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. We made it. Hello. Yeah. Hello. We're here. Hi, everyone. It's been an interesting process tonight. Yes, it has. Um, the Bowhunters Roundtable is here today, and we're going to have some great conversations with you guys about the new 2020 lineup. We're going to also throw in some ideas for, um, you know, just in general, late season hunting is yep. one of the other ideas I had. So, should be a good topic tonight, and the good part is you guys can join in with us so you, we can have the conversation together and have some fun with it, and that's why the roundtable is kind of important. We have filmed some of these where we are pre-filming them and putting them out. One of the ideas I had was, can we just do it as a live episode, because I think that'd be a little cooler to involve everybody. Um, and then we'll also put this on the podcast for those who don't get to see it and want to listen to it in your car, give you a chance to uh, listen in. All right, Jamie, with the news, what we got? What, is, what do we have for news? <laughs> Just go right oh, in under the box. I got some news for you. Got some sweet new hats. I just blinded the whole. You see that? Nice. Oh, yeah. Show me. Yeah. He's got his own camera over there. You like that? Yeah. Join the bowl. Oh, oh. There it is. Better put it on. Your head's shining pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, new hats for the uh, ambassadors. So we're gonna oh. get one of those hats. Sign up, huh? We're gonna get one of those hats. Oh, you just gotta join the ambassador program, or you can go right on our website and purchase one yeah. yourself. Bowhunterplanet.com. Yeah. And you better move. Welcome to the show. Christmas. Welcome to the show, Lisa, Mike, Wally, Shane. How are you guys doing? Hope everybody's having a great night. How's that bow, Shane? How's that bow, Shane? Shooting the uh, reckoning from Bowtech. So speaking of bows, as we move into the 2020 season. We are seeing a lot of great bows in our videos right now, what you guys have been able to see on our YouTube page. Uh, when we look at that and we take a peek, I'm interested from your perspective, what's impressing you guys so far of what you've seen? What are some of the things that you think, you know, hey, I got to have that. I really want to have that. Um, so, so far, I did put a little thing out here on YouTube, and uh, it basically asked the question, so far from the videos we did, which brand excites you the most in 2020? Um, it looks like... Here's some the votes. I'm just going to put a vote in real quick here. I did like the revolt. Let's see. Oh, can't do it. Can't even see it. What a baloney. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Let me look at my phone. Let me look at my phone. I'll tell you guys what it oh, says here. Oh, that's great. No, there, there have been a lot of really good bows um, you know, that, that we've been looking at over the last couple of months here. And you and Schnur have been pretty busy in the studio getting all the videos done and the launches done. So... It is interesting to see all the new technology that's coming on these bows and um, just to see what everybody's feeling about it. I know we got ETA right around the corner where mm -hmm. we're going to really start to see, I think, a pickup in uh, the amount of uh, consumer input, you know, as, they, as yeah. they're able to get their hands on them, you know, come later later after ETA once uh, once all the dealers are getting their orders in. So it looks like maybe uh, we might be making our illustrious return to the old ATA. Maybe, yeah. That's uh, that's been top of the conversation around here the last couple of days. We uh, we're, we're 
talking in the studio right now about uh, making a return to ATA and potentially going there and getting some content for you guys. Um, if we do go, great question, another great question. What would you guys like to see when we go there? So what are you interested in when, when we go there on the content that we can get for you guys? So that'd be... Uh, like yeah, what is it? What is it from the ATA show that you'd be excited to see this year if BHP goes? And right now we're playing on attending. At least a couple of us. We're not sure who's going yet, uh, but we were invited to the ATA by the ATA, which is pretty exciting and, and new. Um, but that's the kind of collaboration we feel it needs to happen in the industry. These are some of the things where companies really, and not just companies, but organizations need to find a way to work together on different things. So it was nice yeah. to see the ATA step up after the podcast and talk to us about it and uh, send that invite. So we'll, we'll, more to come on that. Uh, hopefully we can get some good good content for you guys and uh, at least show you what's out there and, and you know, what's new in the industry, you know, that's yep. the key. So the videos, you know, that you guys have seen on the YouTube page now are the 2020 lineups. Uh, some of those bows from the new Hoyts, the Matthews, the Bowtech, um, there are some great bows. The Expedition we put out over here to show you guys in a minute. Um, there's a lot going on. What we haven't done yet, so that's the one thing we want to talk about tonight a little bit on the live show. And also, if you are joining us on YouTube live, uh, on Facebook right now, we have the full broadcast. We have you on a phone here. So, um, so anyway, uh, we'll get to some of the questions on YouTube and uh, Facebook soon, and we'll go through that. But real quickly, what we've seen um, is a, a little bit of a shakeup. One of the questions that just popped up on, on uh, YouTube was, why is the Botex slow? Um, the thing about Botech this year that really makes me happy is that they didn't focus on speed as much as they did comfort and shootability, in my opinion. And I think that's extremely important for me. And I know everybody's different when we say that. And everybody's going to have an opinion on speed. And I'm totally fine with that. But you got to remember, for the past six years, seven, eight years, everybody's chasing this speed that doesn't really exist. Companies are saying 370 and higher on compound bows are not even getting close to those numbers. And so that's why when we talk about speed, you lose so much performance that I don't know. I don't really understand why we even care. Yeah, honest, I think we've heard if you're at 300 feet per second, yeah. I don't really understand why it matters too much. Now, hey, if yeah. you're like a distance guy, you're in Montana shooting 80 yarders. OK, you know, I understand you might need an 80 pounder or something different. But for me, it's not a big deal. In fact, I was happy to see that it got to more comfort. I think we've heard that from some of the dealer friends that we know too, is people aren't getting necessarily those 70, 75 pounder setups anymore. You know, they are kind of coming back a little bit um, more into that comfort zone and that kind of thing. And, you know, to me, just, just my opinion and light me up, because I know you guys will, if you want speed, shoot a crossbow. I mean, that you know, the, yeah. if purely if that's all you're looking for, you know, those crossbows are shooting and we've tested them 400, 400 plus feet a second, yeah. you know, across the board. So that that's your speed tool right there. Super fast. Um, amazingly fast. I was more excited to go with the comfort. Like I, So I shot Elite this year, shot the Ritual for hunting season, and broke my curse with that bow. So. <laughs> yeah. That was a big curse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest days, but it broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, yeah, so what I was going to say when I was, I was getting, uh, getting to, um, what we haven't done yet, that's what I wanted to touch base with you guys, Obsession. So Obsession sent us an email today that they are shipping bows, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping to have them ahead of time for you guys to show you guys firsthand what they look like and um, how they perform. But the thing about the Obsession bow that I was kind of excited about is the look of it. It's it's pretty drastic difference yeah. than like some of the yeah. past ones. We've seen some pictures of it, and it looks very drastic. Yeah. It looks a lot different than I was thinking it was yeah. going to look, so that's pretty exciting in my opinion uh, to see. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the, so Elite, The Cure, we haven't done that oh, yet. Yeah. That's supposed to have come two weeks ago. So still waiting to get our hands on that bow. Really excited about it. We know it's going to be a great shooting bow. Elite's done such a great job over the years putting together amazing, not speed demons by any means, but comfortable shooting bows. And I think that's what's given them an edge over the, the past few years. That bow hunters, once they pick up and shoot, they're like, wow, this is yeah. a great bow. Yeah. Um, so what did we see from the industry so far? Um, I haven't, we haven't had the chance to touch the Hoyt Bows aluminum series yet. We're getting there, that should happen, but I don't think it's gonna happen after ETA. However, we were able to touch the Ultra and the Ultra Turbo carbon bows, which to be honest, it's super light, warm to the touch, and pretty impressive in my opinion. Uh, it was cool to travel to Hoyt this year, and I happened to be there in Utah for a wedding. So it worked out really well, and Kevin and I actually got to go over and sit down with Mike and those guys. And I have to say, watching the process of how they create these bows is pretty impressive. And I know people think these are super expensive, and they are. And there's a reason for that, because it takes a lot of energy and work to do it. So, so my whole point is, you choose, you choose based on what is good for you. So I can't speak to the aluminum series yet. I'm really excited to get my hands on it because I know the price is, is probably more where people want to spend. And in order to do that, you know, we need to get our hands on them to show it to you at least. So I'm hoping we can go from like the lowest end all the way up to, well, we've already done the premium. So we've done the, the ultra and the turbo now. And like I said, they're both great. I'm not a, I'm not a high speed person. Obviously you guys probably got that from the conversation we had just a minute ago, but the turbo was a great shooting bow and it had a lot of power. And I remember feeling like, wow, when I hit the button, it was like, You'll see that in that video, and the speeds were pretty high on that as well. I believe around 3.30 from what I remember, which was cooking, mm -hmm. you know, very fast. So. And then. What, yeah, and then PSE came out of nowhere with this great-looking bow, um, the Evo NXT. This was a great-looking bow. Very excited about this. And they changed the grip. One of the things that changed that was dramatic in this bow was the grip. Now. Keep in mind, the grip comes off. So if you don't like the heavier grip, you still have an opportunity to get the old feel of the PSE grip with this bow. In fact, we'll have uh, Tim show you this one too. And really highly the grip. But again, PSE's cam systems over the past few years have been excellent. And they have done a great job coming from the Omen all the way to where they are today. It's really impressive and really something to look forward to. Also, what you might not know, a little key fact in there, if Tim can show the sight area where the sight goes on, you'll notice four holes on the backside of the crossbow riser. Yes, four holes right there where you mount your sight. Uh, PSC is one of the companies who patent that idea. So that's actually their concept. I don't know who else can use it, but they might have to pay for it. I don't know. All right, so there was a question. Someone made a comment in YouTube, which I can't see. Um, one of the questions I saw, I'm trying to get back to it. Somebody made the comment that the... Killer Instinct crossbow was super heavy at nine pounds. I thought I read. Um, are you on Facebook? You're on Facebook, right? Now. Uh, yeah. Adam says Jesse, the Killer Instincts aren't as heavy as the bear crossbow from a few years back. Yeah, that bear crossbow a few years back was. I agree, was super heavy. Um. Oh yeah, here it is. So Jesse said the Killer Instincts. Uh, is heavy, heavy bow, in my opinion. The Killer Instinct Furious 9.5. Is that, you say it's 9.5 pounds, or it's the, it is the 9.5? I haven't shot that bow yet. But if it's 9.5 pounds, that's pretty big. What a great question. 
So Barefoot Bowhunter says, is the Matthews VFXR worth it compared to the Hayline? Ooh, what do you guys think? <laughs> I haven't shot that. I haven't shot this one yet. Oh, you haven't shot it? Oh, you want to hear it for the video? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Looks sweet. Um, yeah. I heard Matthews makes okay bows. I think it's worth it. I mean, <laughs> I feel like the, the changes in technology, even if they're slight, have always been a benefit to the, to the, to the consumer. Um, this bow is a masterpiece, guys, honestly. Uh, and that's the thing is we come to expect with Matthews. Everybody expects Matthews to be a great piece of equipment, and it always is. I'm not going to lie about that. It's always smooth. It's always got good speeds. It's got a great feel to it. It looks amazing. Uh, they've done a great job. I don't know if you guys remember the honeycomb. They had the honeycomb in the Z7. Yeah. That was so exciting mm -hmm. when that happened. Then they did the helium air. You remember that? It was like the balloon holding the bow. It was pretty neat. So I agree, though, and I think that, you know, I would definitely upgrade. It's just my opinion. I'm kind of a person who feels I would upgrade every two years if I was purchasing a bow like a normal consumer. I would do it every two years because you because could the then change the technology, the change yeah. of technology, but also the fact that you can then sell your other bow and recoup majority yeah. of the cost because it didn't get too old, right? And then the value is still decent. So that's just you know my well, yeah. I'd probably do like the second year of the bow coming up because we they always do that, right? Happens a lot. Like they'll make an SS or little upgraded little upgrades to just like a car i don't want the first the first model you know model that comes yeah. out. i'll take a one thing all the kinks are out and then every two years throw that good point. that'd be me good point 9.5 was the and the killer instinct uh, adam said 9.5 was the inches axle axle ah, so that's okay. pretty small I, I haven't had a chance we haven't had a chance to uh try these out yet the killer instinct it's been a couple years since they've been on the show and i think about it have some work to do to talk with them, but let's see. Let's put crossbow in here. Take a peek at it. Um, here we go. Crossbow. That's a good look to it. It does. I like the look of it. I wonder who they're owned by now, because I know they went through some changes. Oh, here it is. Furious Pro 9.5. Wow, it does look nice, guys. Let's check out the nine, weight. Seven fifty. Decent price. Yeah, it's pretty. Wow, it is small. Crazy. They did a great job. Oh yeah, look at that. Nice. Wow. Seven fifty is not bad either no. for one. It looks like that. You yeah, that, that's one of the things we've seen year over year with these crossbows is, is them just getting narrower and narrower, um, which is which is great. You can use seven it more pounds. places. Seven pounds. Seven pounds is actually pretty average. That's not bad, man. That's pretty average, honestly. Um, now, let's keep in mind, guys. Let's keep in mind, right? You look at this crossbow, right? There's a lot to that crossbow. This isn't like a little crossbow. This is a big crossbow. If you were to put this up against weight-wise with 10-point and all the others, you're going to be around the same weight. Yeah. Now, if you want a compact little guy like a Raven, you might shed some weight. And In fact, let's look at Raven. Yeah, I'd be interesting to shoot that because you look at it, there's not too much to the stock on the backside. It's just this little L shape, so I wonder how the weight distribution. Let's see the weight on the Raven, the smallest Ravens. I'm just curious. So, like this one here is so tiny, this yeah. R26. Ridiculous. We so, were we were holding that the other day. Yes. And it was, cool. uh, it, was it was so small, it's almost like the, their smallest version was almost too small for me. Yeah, we were talking about that. How to? Where's the stats of this baby? That is crazy looking though. Mm. Yeah, Going. Keep going, Dave. Keep going. They ain't gonna even tell us for two grand. They're not even gonna tell us what those stats. But it's are. small. 
It, it sure is. Yeah, I, I don't know what it weighs. I would be curious what this weighs compared to yeah. that. But the price tag's a lot different. Yeah. I mean, you go from seven fifty to two thousand fifty yeah. bucks. There's yeah. a big difference there. Um, sure. But yeah, honestly, I would say seven pounds is actually pretty average. I would say yes. it's definitely sure. average. That stirrup is wild. Oh, I've seen that before. Someone else did that a few years ago. Don't you remember that stirrup? Yeah. Someone did something similar. I forgot the brand. I like the way that looks, though. That looks pretty killer. Killer instinct. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So, all right. We're still talking about the other bows. Let's let's move. We can still talk about crossbows, too. So, we'll, let's talk about, real quick, Expedition. So, Expedition puts out this new bow. Let's take a peek here. It's part of the Mako series. Expedition Archery. All right. Now, one of the cool things I thought about this bow, and I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, was the riser. <laughs> Adding the, the cages in the riser, in my opinion, really yeah, you, that, made that it sweet really looking. that really made it look different and kind of cool in a way, like mo modern, if you will, because you're seeing that a lot more and more um, in some of these bows, and I, I think it was a really good addition for them. Yeah. I think it just really made it made the bow look outstanding. Yeah. It has a great feel to it. Shoots great. It gives you that three um, D look. You know, four four point two pounds again. I mean, super light. That's one thing I noticed about Expedition that you it just doesn't it doesn't even feel four point two pounds honestly. And you know, we talk about it on the show sometimes too, and I think it's important for you guys to really understand that if you have if you have a a bow that's heavier. So some of the bows, I think the Matthews went up in weight. I thought they were at four point five or something. Let's take a peek. This is important because if you're going to have a bow that, oh, crap. All right, here we go. If you're going to have a bow that counters the weight, um, I don't remember off the top of my head what this is. Let's learn more. Uh, what the heck? I can't do anything. Your mouse is stuck. Where's my mouse? Since <laughs> where's this? Thank you. That's embarrassing. All right. Um, <laughs> Specs here it is, here it is. Alright. So 4.4 and 4.6. So there you go. Um, as the weights have gone up, actually, we've seen recently, I don't know why, but the weights have actually flipped and started going upward. Everybody was pushing for light bows like the helium a couple years back, and now it's moved to a little bit heavier bow again. But I, I'm okay with it because like I was saying on the show. You offset your accessories based on the weight. Yeah, so, and one of it too is if you if you're looking for super light, you know you, they got the carbon series out there, yeah. and that's probably where they're pushing them. You know, they, you don't want to go. They're not going to create you know a, a metal bow that's at light and competing with their carbon ones. You know. Yeah. So there, there's there's always that factor as well because there is a series of bow that you can get that's super light. You just it, the yeah. price point, you know, what's yeah. going to be affordable to you. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of changes that have happened so far that we've seen that are just pretty pretty cool. And I, I mean, from what I've seen with 2020 so far, oh, we didn't even talk about yeah. the Revolt yet. Why don't Anthony, you grab that baby? Anthony uh, Schaefer is talking about the uh, Nitro XRT, which I shot this year. Yeah, that's a which beast. Was crazy. Crazy beast. What are you looking uh, at? XRT. Yeah, the 10 oh, point sorry, yeah, was, uh, that, that thing was ridiculous. I oh, yeah, just remember... Is. I was shooting a ten point as well, and uh, when we were di just discharging into the target, your your bolt would just be buried. No, I, no matter, no. I would sh I would practice ridiculous. from fit. I couldn't even practice because yeah. we I, we got fifteen different targets. Yeah, I don't have a target that can stop that bolt. <laughs> yeah, I know it buries up to the fletching every, every time. single time. It hits yeah. hard. 
which is which is you know I I think I'm complaining about it, but that 100 yards we were we were messing around 100 yards. Yeah, it was going almost all the way through target. Yeah, it's crazy. Some of these speeds and that they're putting out now is absolutely speed. ridiculous, man. I, I, I mean, I, we didn't. I mean, did we test it? It must have been. Yeah, oh, the numbers came out with. We'll have to look at the YouTube you the video on that. But yeah, it, it's absolutely ridiculous what this bow looked like too. It was just a. It was a. It was a killer looking bow, man. Yeah, but yeah, it's tiny. Six uh, inches or something weird. No, it's really small. I just saw it actually. Oh, it's specs. You see specs there? It is. Yeah, it gets real small. Seven inches. Seven inches, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, he said the same impressive. thing. Kept ripping his blazers up. 4.5 stars out of five, wow. 50 people, 25. Yeah, it was bucks, awesome. Man. These are the, you know, when you talk about. You're paying this, for it, but. At this price point, though, that's one thing I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about price points real quick. So the XRT is 25.49, okay? And that's still the price today. Um, you might be able to get a little cheaper at dealer. I don't know. Whatever is the, uh, but anyway, uh, the Raven lineup is around the same prices. Um, yeah, 20, 2100. Yeah, yeah, 25. So yeah, the R20 sniper is that high with the package. 2649. Yeah, they got one. The R10 went down to 1500, though. It looks like the 16. So that's good. But so yeah, for the most that part, this is that range. And then I was going to say X, uh, Excalibur. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Over crossbows. Yeah, you're gonna see like their assassin lineup be right about the uh, 15, 16, right, 17. Yeah. Yes, yeah, eighteen hundred. Yeah. So it's a little bit cheaper. But this is the top dog loaded with the case, yeah. everything. Yeah. Assassin four hundred TV. Now this bow, unlike the other ones, breaks into two pieces, which is actually extremely impressive in my yeah. opinion. Some people on YouTube and other things they made comments on the videos that that they didn't think it was a big deal, but I actually think it's a really big deal. Because it depends. You don't have to buy a certain car anymore to get your stuff around. Or you don't have to lug around a huge case, which is another thing. Right. It just makes it that much more portable Ooh. and easy. You know, just for storage, like whether it's in your garage or what I, I store it in my house. You know, because yeah. I, I can. Because I mean, the case yeah. that you can put it in is that big. Yeah. I mean, it's small. So. It's yeah, it's, cool. it's a, this is a great bow, guys. Honestly, this has been one of my favorite lineups. Uh, mainly because I kind of like the recurve thing. I don't know. It's like so simple yeah. and it's so powerful. Everybody wants them, right? It's so powerful. They're like, oh, what are you doing with blasters? You got any yeah. takedowns? Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants these things. Not even the ones that are just, even the regular one doesn't take it, down, but it, it like, it's still, it's still yeah, got all the cool, features. But, but, but yeah, yeah, even last year's where they had that single bolt that yeah. unscrewed, yeah. I'd take that in a heartbeat too. Yeah, yeah pretty impressive. Um, one of the questions on YouTube came up, if you prefer the Matthews new bow versus the Bowtech new bow, but I think that'd be a great video to work on, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good good question because they're both around the same price point and they're both great bows. And the Bowtech here in front of me is absolutely amazing. And if you are a Bowtech shooter, um, I definitely recommend the Revolt this year, trying it out if you haven't. Now, I came, last year I shot in the field, I shot a couple different brands, but one of the ones I shot was the Bowtech SS, Realm SS. Yeah. I took that down to Texas, got like literally four or five animals with it. And it, was amazing like it is so smooth so nice right and i thought to myself it's gonna be hard to overcome this the only thing i could think of that would match it would be either the elite or maybe the matthews and draws is that because of the grip everything oh yeah okay all right yeah isaac texted me i like right grips right guys I'm he goes sorry. i've been on three seconds He's i should have known where this is going i should have known where this was going to oh it's too um, easy sometimes it's a great question next cow we'll come right back to it so um the 
so this bow, uh, but anyway, I didn't think I'd find something I liked better, and I shot this for the first time, and I was blown away. So this bow, they really made it buttery smooth. This is a great bow. It's super light. It's easy. It's convenient. Yeah, um, I love it. I love this bow. It's my one of my favorites right now this year for sure. So it, I think the question also is going to depend on who's answering the question, right? So for me, it might be this one. For him, it might be yeah. the Matthews. I think it just depends who's answering the question. But they're both great bow hunting bows. Yeah. Absolutely both great bow hunting bows. So what's the best Excalibur in our opinion? So it comes down to two or three things for me. So if I'm... If I'm looking at Excalibur in the sense of I want the best of the best, the Assassin to me is a great, great product. The re main reason is, I'll speak to this, I'll let you guys speak separately on this question for you, because I'm different than the way you guys feel. The Assassin has the built-in cocking device, and that allows you to quietly cock and decock this bow, which means you don't even have to shoot it at the end of the day. You actually can just decock it, and then when you go out the next day, you just recock it's still attached and everything. So that is a pretty cool thing. Now, personally, for me, I actually like, uh, I was using the Axe 340 and the Micro 340 TD. So what I'm probably going to use as, a, as my crossbow backup this year is the Micro 340 TD with the external charger system, which is this blue thing on the back end. Why, you might ask me, I want something light and tiny that I can get in and out. That's just what I like. These guys, when they came time to choose, they both wanted the assassin. But I'll let you guys speak for yourself. Yeah, and, and I think assassin or suppressor, in my mind, um, you know, would be the two. I wouldn't go for the smaller version, but that, that lands back as the why. Um, you know, I'm, I'm typically a ground blind hunter, yeah. so the, the size, um, contrary to popular belief, doesn't necessarily matter when you're shooting in a ground blind. <laughs> Um, but I like, I like the balance that you get a little bit more out of the assassin and the suppressor being a little bit longer. Um, I, I would hands down if it was, if it were, if I was buying it and this is the bow that I was going to choose for myself out of the Excalibur lineup, do the assassin. You can't beat that built in, the no. built in cocking system. No. Um, you know, be able to cock it and decock it silently, all built in, can't beat it at all. Um, so I, I would definitely go with the Assassin, and that's really actually because it's a little bit bigger. Um, one of the things that I typically do a lot is when I'm hunting in the ground blind, I'll leave it on, um, on my shooting stick, and I'll rest it on my leg. And because of the size of the blind or the position of the chair, if I have one of those sh shorter bows, I can't do that because it's too short. So I have to keep it on the, on the ground, yeah. I can pick it up, or if I got something a little bit longer, I can actually rest it on my leg the whole day. Um, and I'm just ready to shoot within, you know, a couple yeah. seconds. So, to me, that's what I would go with. I'm, I'm just super excited I finally get to shoot one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Jamie? <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go through the What's questions happening? on YouTube if you're just joining us on YouTube. Sound the sound on the TV. Oh, thanks. Uh, so, I'll, I'll go through the YouTube questions real quick. We can talk about them, and then I'll let Jamie go backward, backwards through the Facebook questions, and we'll go from there. Um so we talked about the Botex Speed already. Uh, we talked about, I didn't hear, see the Killer Instinct Ripper 415. What is this? Is that, that's not the one we looked at, right? Killer Instinct Ripper. Let's take a peek. Killer Instinct. Again, i got to get these guys back on the show. We had them on a couple years ago. And uh, Ripper 415. Okay, here we go. 400 bucks. Good price. Yeah, wow. like the price. Speed. I mean, I'm assuming it's 415 feet per second. Comes with a lot of stuff. Yeah, 415, 
3.5 pound trigger. Sorry, I was thinking weight. Weight 6.9. Again, that's pretty much in the. Uh, comes with everything you can imagine. So that's a good deal, man. I can't speak to actually shooting it because I haven't shot it, but it looks awesome. I like the camo, and the bow looks great. I mean, I've been pretty happy yeah, with it. What's on the back of that stock there? What's it's a weird something? stock, dude. It's cool. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, mean, a, I wonder if that, that round hair. Oh, that's just probably your cheap rest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it looks great. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's pretty if you cool. can put out 415 feet, too, that's, that's for that price point, that's a lot of speed for that price point. Adam asks, do you feel we're at the plateau in bow manufacturing industry? Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> I tell you guys what, man. These new bows are pretty sick. I don't know where these guys go from here, to be completely honest. The only thing I can think of, and I was thinking about this for 21, they're going to have to redo the complete riser again and yeah. again and again. It's the only way to get something new. I mean, Expedition kind of did that this year by adding those cages. It changed the look of the bow. Um, obsession this year with that huge, like, grid almost when it looks like it goes up the bow it's a big change you know i think those are the things we're going to see that i think they're going to have to do they're going to have to get dramatic about the business right how else do you yeah how do you distinguish yourself against everybody else mm. when everybody's got a lot of the same specs out there yeah. you know yeah but just like the movies right i'm waiting for the retro stuff oh, are they gonna, oh matthew, matthew's needs to re-release switchback Dude, you just lost millions of dollars you should have thought of this idea <laughs> That's a great idea. A renewed switchback. switchback. One of the most popular bows ever made. Wow. That's a great idea. That'd be sick. You know, Darden kind of did that a few years ago. They brought back the lightning name, right? Was it the lightning? Something there, demon or something. No, what's the... They did that a couple years ago. They brought back some names. Did Motorola just bring back the Razor? Oh! (laughs) They did? Yeah. Well, just really? like just like movies, they're running out of stuff. I want the razor. I love that phone. Yeah. Uh, Perry's asking about APA. Are we do an APA this year. Have you heard from the I don't know. APA? I haven't talked to uh, those guys yet. I gotta get a hold of them. They, we used to they do, do them every new? time. They do something new. I guess that'd be. Yeah. The no, question. we're not gonna come back with a no cam. Um, <laughs> I, I was all set on that. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't know what New York. Yeah, there's. Uh, Gavin Brown says best New York State legal crossbow, but I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what makes it legal versus not legal. I'm assuming it's speed, but who knows? Yeah, You'll have to. Yeah, you guys, are, you'd have to give us the stats. Y'all got some before. weird rules up in New York. I can't. Why do we need rules? You know yeah. what I mean? Come on, we we know what we're doing. We don't need a rule. Um, all right. Um, 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 uh, Prime Black Series. Yeah, we haven't done anything with Prime in a few years. Uh, I did ask them though. If they wanted to do some stuff this year, so I'm waiting to uh, waiting to see what's wrong. Oh, yeah, a good comment. Somebody, oh, they're, 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 they were mentioning uh, on YouTube here that they saw, and I didn't catch the name of the bow, but it was like half half compound, half recurve. So yeah, I'm, like I'm a, imagining Oniter? something like an Oneida. Well, there's um, a new Oneida brand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so maybe more. that's what it was. I didn't yeah. catch the uh, the brand there, but that's, uh, that's interesting. That isn't something that we've seen in a long time either. Those are pretty popular. Not, I mean, like I know Tim Wells shoots it now, but even non-hunters – of all the uh, movies and different things. Yeah, all the Marvel, you know, yeah. all the Marvel stuff, and uh, what's that one show, Arrow, on, yeah. uh, on TV that they use uh, that that uh, version. Um, yeah. And, uh, so then, one of the questions came up: Is the PSC NXT that much slower than the Evoke, uh, the thirty one particular? I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look at what we pulled on the Evoke. I'd have to look at that video. But you can look yourself and see. I mean, we most of these shots we're doing are the same arrow weights all the time, the same weights. 
Um, people have been asking us to add in the full 100 grain arrow, which I'm not opposed to it. We just have to get one made here and start adding that into the test if that's what you guys want to see. It's fine either way. Uh, again, if you're on YouTube watching, the Facebook has the actual broadcast. I just put you guys on my phone so you can see. I can't do both at once for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, and then you guys can listen to this again on the podcast coming up. Um, let's see. Thoughts on by state crossbow law. Oh, there shouldn't be a different crossbow law between states and my No, opinion. I agree. It's been it's been successful here in Michigan. I don't I don't think it's changed much. I think it's brought more people into the sport than um, has harmed I mean, lose, any sort we're of hunters efforts. And that's what we need. We're losing hunters by the thousands. Yeah, we need every it more year. than ever. We need, like, we need more the now. revenue alone. What's the what's the who, what's the I, big deal? I can't imagine. We need that. Money. You got this guys popping off money. shots at eighty yards with a bow that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. You know. So what's the difference? Yeah. I agree. You, you got to have it. We have to have the crossbows did a lot for the industry, and some people didn't like it. And I understand that, but the problem is, the industry needed that money. Like that was a lot yeah. of money that came into the industry for a couple of years. It's it slowed down for sure, but these companies benefited hugely so the technology you see in these bows is made possible by that money that they had to you know do these things you don't you, this stuff doesn't grow on trees they can't just do this without paying designers a lot of money it's just a cohesiveness within the within the whole sport too because i mean you just think about the fact that you know some of these states have different seasons for for um crossbow yeah. than they do for compound that would be tough for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I like shooting compound. Yeah. I like shooting crossbow. That's typically what I do. So when you guys are going out shooting compound during your season, that wouldn't be when I would go. You know. So just from a camaraderie standpoint and being yeah, able and to that's get out the other there thing. Anthony friends. Anthony Schaefer wrote that too. It's about the kids. It is. My son was eight when he got his first buck. I couldn't do, you couldn't that. do that. With a he ball. can't. Not you know, I got a you know, I got a Ruger four fifty, but right. at eight years old, he's not shooting that right. thing. Right. right. And same thing. Like, yeah, he can't, he can't pull enough weight to kill with a bow. I got him out there early and got him, like, all pumped. And he's got the itch, right? He's ready to go. So. And anybody can shoot a crossbow. Yeah, so I don't know. All these states, they have, you know, not only the different rules for what you can shoot and when you can shoot it. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me, you know. And, and, and maybe it's because we're from, you know, we're from an area where they don't treat a, com- a crossbow any different than they do yeah. a compound. Um, but I don't see a difference either. They, they I, do I in the Ryder book. See... I think you know you can't get a Pope and Young with a crossbow. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. what is everybody else's problem? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it, that, that's the one thing I would love to see, and I think that's one of the huge things that can bring more people and young people back into the sport too. So. I don't know. I think you got to have it. Yeah. So it's just me, or you got to kind of got to have it. I don't know. I think if you, I think again, the money was really important. It was just, yeah. I think it was, it just helped it, it, the, the influx of cash really just helped the industry tremendously. And the, I mean, and the conservation efforts within the states. Think about how many more people are getting licensed that wouldn't be shooting in bow season because they can't shoot a compound. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, so moving on, let's see. Oh, Gavin said in in New York they have to have a law seventeen inches wide axle axle. What? That's got to be that big? What, in the what does that matter? How does that matter? I don't know. That's, dude, seriously, you need to lobby your state because that's crazy. That doesn't even make I would love to that's know the rationale. That's I would love to get Ted Nugent to figure out how that's oh, rationalized. <laughs> Minnesota, yeah, that's 55 sure. plus or a doctor's note you can use during guns. What? You can use a crossbow during gun season. Otherwise, you have to be 
Some of the stuff, you know, it makes you wonder if these if these rules are really being set by educated outdoorsmen or if it is politically motivated because it's a weapon, you know, type of deal. It, it, I, I can't only imagine. I think you know my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> we can take out with a crossbow. Exactly. No, I know. I know, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, getting even too. Hold on, hold on. Let me recock this thing. Alright, give me a minute. Can't even hit it, yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna go out. We have a, uh, uh, where's that Matthews bow at? Uh, it's on here. Do you have that real quick? I just want to see something. Question came up if a uh, bow press, manual bow press would work on it. I just want to see what it looks like. Man. You know the little wire one? Yeah. I think it would. Nah. Maybe. No. Because these are so. blocking it. What, oh, yeah. I, I don't the, think the so. The hooks come here. Yeah, Tim, Tim will show you on the camera, but I don't think you're going to get in there with that little no, press. No, man, you got to get... I wouldn't, yeah, you have to put, I wouldn't mess with it. How much is that, Bo? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be my first uh, first first idea to do that. So, yeah, I would say no on that one. All right. Um, all right, so still getting on to the YouTube questions real quick, and again, we'll get those. If you want to start getting the Facebooks and right, we can go back and forth just so we don't keep people. Yeah, everybody's just commenting here pretty much on what we're talking about. Um, Other laws. So we answer a lot of these. Like I said this laws in the state. Um, what was that? The question. Full auto crossbow. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, gearhead bows. We have a gearhead bow here. Yeah. Where is that? Yeah, where is it? Uh, it's right there. Yeah. There it is. T twenty four. Yeah, we have a gearhead. We I like the gearhead. I thought it was actually kind of cool. It's it's um, it's so beyond. It's it's so ahead of its time. Oh, it's it is. It actually is super smooth yeah. bow. I mean, people don't give it a chance because the look of it, but honestly, yeah. it is actually super smooth. Yeah. It is not a great. You want to know about bow. new technology? They need to make a compound slash crossbow, one that can flip. From one to the other. We need to just break these down and shut our mouths. Yeah, don't tell people anymore. There's going to be so a, a switchback 2.0, and I'm going to lose a lot of money. Uh, all right, so we had some. there was some question earlier. I don't, it must have been on Facebook about broadheads. I don't remember. Someone said something about what do you like in the broadhead market right now. I shot an app this year. Mm, you did just kill that year. Yeah, I mean, it spined him with the first shot and the second shot just totally decimated everything. Yeah. Um, going in 30 seconds. Quick question answer real quick. We'll get back to that in a split. Uh, Brandon says, uh, fixed versus expandable on elk. Fixed, in my opinion, but <laughs> for an elk. Uh, most of the, I mean, if you're you hit him with a rage, you're good to go or something. Probably. I've never shot an elk, so I don't want to give any advice I don't know. I, but I, I will say a fix is most likely, I know they've used those a lot. So. Would, your, would your opinion change if it wasn't? I mean, to me, I'm a fixed guy, period. Yeah. You know, and I've always made this. I've always made this argument: the less that can go wrong, the less I want to be able to go. You know, the less yeah. I want to be able to go wrong, which just means I don't want to have to worry about my once in a lifetime hunt getting ruined because a because a blade didn't open. All right. Period. So I didn't really want to talk about this, but we will. <laughs> so for the past five or six years, okay. Besides the Ramcat, okay. So if we're not, if the Ramcat's considered a fix, which it is, mm -hmm. I use the Ramcat. I've used it a lot, and I love it. I have no issue with the Ramcat. I've never lost an animal to a Ramcat. And when we did our, our uh, broadhead testing in 2000, 
2013, wherever it came out, it had the deepest penetration of any broadhead we tested. We tested like 30 yeah. different brands at the time. I would say that one was awesome. Like I, I, I am very confident with that. Then I went down to Texas with Paradigm, who owns Rage. They gave us a ton of Rage to kill animals with. Shot four animals. Every one of them went like 15 to 20 yards max, and the blood was outrageous, yeah. right? And then I remember what Rage can do, because it took me some time. Yeah. I haven't shot one in a few years. I'm like, wow, that was absolutely like mind-blowing what just happened. So then I'm like, wow, I, I really want to shoot a Rage again, right? And then this year, the Muzzy 1 came out, and they asked me, would you please test it in the field, or would you kill someone? I'm like, okay. So I put it on an Excalibur. Um, is Muzzy one mechanical or no, is it uh, It's a new yeah, fix that competes directly with the Montec. Yeah, okay. It's yeah, a solid yeah, one piece yeah. machine yeah. uh, broadhead. And so I put it on this uh, Excalibur Axe, the new one, and I decided uh, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to shoot a doe. Like, I wasn't going to shoot a doe at first because we're waiting for big bucks, it's the rut. But then we're getting to the close of our, yeah. our, our weekend, and I'm like, I got to shoot something. I gotta... Yeah, no, it was really like, I'm not letting Jamie shoot me only. Yeah, that too. I didn't want Jamie to do Well, that. Isaac, Isaac shot one too. Isaac really did good. You're welcome back anytime. Not. <laughs> Burn. So, so anyway, long story short, I zipped this doe with this uh, Muzzy 1 at 45 yards with that crossbow, and it never wavered. I mean, I used to, obviously I used a nocturnal. It just went right through it. I mean, it was like butter right through the heart, actually. It, well, I shouldn't say directly through the heart, but I sliced the heart. Yeah. Broke the shoulder, sliced the heart, came out the other side, and it was sticking out. And um, it went, it might have went like 50 yards, 60 yards, but it went straight across the field, which was awesome, right? Because I could see it, and it just dumped, and that was that. And it, it blew my mind, though, because I hadn't used a Muzzy in a very long time. And some of the stuff that Muzzy's launching, as well as Wacom and Rage, all because they're part of the same family now, is pretty crazy. Do we have those Wacoms here that we're going to give one away on our Instagram? So if you haven't been on our Instagram, we're giving away a pack of the Muzzy Ones. We're giving away a pack of this new Wacom broadhead. So make sure you go on. It's really simple. Just follow us on Instagram and tag three friends, and uh, you'll be entered. But um, free light in there? Yes. And you see, okay, I'll let you, uh, whoever. Is it, is, it, is it the strobe? Watch this. I'll show you guys this. Watch this. So this thing is a mix between a Rage broadhead and a fixed blade. Now that's wild. It's got two fixed. It's a slip cam. It's a slip cam. So it's actually a Rage technology. That's pretty cool. Like, so I'm extremely curious how this thing will do in the field. Now I know there's been other ones that come out, but this has got literally the this, slip cam technology on it. Let me show this without the glare. That's pretty cool. You can see from there. So it's got it's got two fixed blades and then the slip cam yeah. in the middle, which is that's that's interesting. A hybrid. That's very oh, interesting. That's like awesome. It. I know. It yeah. comes with the strobing, new strobing nocturnal. That is probably the coolest. Oh, yeah. Oh, that light knocker. Yeah, you cool. can see it from a mile away. Yeah. Like, I shot that deer, and it's just laying there, and I like it. looked like Christmas tree. So, uh, cool. hello from Brazil. That's pretty cool. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you being here, everybody. Thanks for coming in. Um, uh, PA Farmer says, my accuracy really suffers with fixed. I don't know why. Actually, that could be because your bow's out of tune. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, if you're, pa you want to paper tune it. And so that happens a lot with fixed blades because that's when it shows that you're out of tune. Um, but definitely go to your dealer and see if they can paper tune your bow. Um, that would be ideal, realistically. Yep. So, all right. Where were we? Oh, your turn. 
these guys are let's just pull this Let's pull this ball out of the way, too. It's in the, these uh, guys are just commenting. I haven't oh, really okay. got many questions. I'll hold this for you. Yeah, let's stop commenting and ask us some questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, as far as late season goes, we'll start, I guess, going to that conversation. But uh, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Michigan added another month now. So you can hunt all the way to the end of July or January. In sorry. certain areas, yeah. In certain areas, thank yeah. you. Yeah, there's very three specific regions, and it's Probably really urban areas. Arleys. Macomb, no. Oakland, Wayne. Yeah, it's it the uh, metro metro area. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Like, is that something you're okay with? You don't like the idea? I mean, I think it's fine, but it's not going to do much. They're going to go to food sources, which we can't date. You True. Know, our whole government passed a bill and then it looks like the governor is going to veto it so that'd be great for late season if that's what you want to do just put some food out some corn out in january you're going to have them all there but yeah i don't think i don't think that season's about shooting big bucks at all the reason why they did it in that area is because of all the uh vehicle to deer accidents that they have because that's how many does you can shoot if you put a big pile of corn out yeah (laughs) Yeah. so the the only reason that you know they do it is is so that they can just take out as many deer as possible to try to call them in the area so would i yeah but i would also be extremely selective um, I, I don't think they want you to be selective. Well, and they, they, you're right, but that's not how, that's <laughs> how, my, that's how my mind thinks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I my only issue with it is I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it more of a chance that you're going to actually have, like if you shoot a doe in that time, isn't it more of a chance they're pregnant and yeah. you're going to kill two deer or whatever? So I don't know about that idea. Like, I don't know. It seems a little weird to me, but I... I don't know. I guess there comes a point where I feel like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. My season's done. Is that like, you or is that your wife? Why you gotta call her out? I'm gonna get in trouble now. That's it. That's what happens in December, though. I'm like, oh, I need an open weekend because I'm gonna go late season. Well, I gotta go see Santa 17 times. You know. Um, you know. Although, although, you know, you bring up a really good point. Maybe January. We're thinking about this all wrong. We're struggling to like. How do we do this in December, right? How do we get out for another hunt in, yeah. De- in December? Yeah. Well, maybe that's the answer. You just you maybe, jump. Maybe go January. <laughs> you just yeah. go January. But we can't go where we want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, question came up. It says, "We can." Though. Your views <laughs> on bow hunting ban in England? She goes. I didn't. So I wasn't aware. Um, I'm not sure if there's something recent or this is like normal. I think I they. I don't so, know if they've ever had bow hunting. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, you guys allow. You guys do allow gun hunting. Um, they certain, do. Yeah, it's it. Uh, from my understanding, it's it's I, uh, very limited, very very limited, in, in who can have I thought one. Could, and I thought they do, took knives from everybody. That kind of it. thing. But I think I think a lot of it. Uh, you know, I, I guess I guess my thing is it's not really about the weapon. It's more about the population. If the population calls for conservation, yeah. then by any means, whatever whatever resources are available, you don't kill a king's deer. I would. Buddy. Now, would I would I. Am I surprised that they would ban like compounds and they would ban crossbows over guns? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's crazy. But you know, we I think we come to expect that. Just like you come to expect some crazy stuff from over here too. So. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I've I've been over you know to Scotland a couple times and yeah, there, there's not a culture um, of hunting. There's not a culture of there's a huge you know huge fishing culture that kind of stuff. At least that I've seen. But there wasn't a huge. Uh, hunting culture that that I was aware of, um, you know, in that area. So, it's, yeah. yeah, that that is interesting. So, because your problem isn't a crossbow, 
It's, it's not because it's a weapon. So to me, it's more the conservation question than anything else. <laughs> You're going to ban spoons next. Yeah. <laughs> Vans, knives, you know, yeah. I mean, anything can be turned into a weapon nowadays. So there's some crazy stuff that happens in this world. It's the deadliest weapons right here. Those, yeah, they, yeah they, definitely not deadly. They outload the they outload the guns. WMDs. <laughs> Weapons of All right. All right, let's oh. see here. All right. Um one question was um stock strings versus custom strings from Brandon. I don't know about that. Um I had Mr. I don't really care about my stock some, ones, uh, custom strings. I'm fine with my stock ones. Years. I never have an issue with my stock ones, so it doesn't really bother I, me. A better question is um, stock arrows versus custom arrows. Stock arrows versus custom arrows? Yeah, like having your own your own clutch. Put, you, know, you can buy them. With Sometimes I make my own arrows on board. I know you got to cut them, but you can you can get crazy with some of the customizations that you can put on an arrow. Oh, interesting. You see Anthony's uh, comment about the beard baby on Facebook? You're not doing your job over there, Nopum. Get on no, it, boy. Apples. Huh? Yeah, I know. Oh. You know what I used to do? Apples, corn, and molasses on top of the Interesting. So the, their experiment says that deer love apples, second soybean, and third corn. You know, one time I hunted um, a soybean field many moons ago, 2009. It was a big, big soybean field, and I saw 65 deer in that field. Really? Yeah, That's one shooter, 65 deer in the Thumb of Michigan. It was unreal, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, yeah, so late season is, you know, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's hard. You know, it gets cold, too. you got to be willing to. Late season's for losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it is. No. Here. I don't. We've oh, never gone. Because you know, he's <laughs> not going. You want to know why? He's he bark. already shot one. I got a deer, so I might have to go too. It's, I'll just, go. it's just Kevin. And me. Kevin's the only one. I'll go. Baller in hell in that <laughs> But it is late seasons for losers. You tap out early. You don't have to think about late season. So. I need to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that ain't gonna happen anyway. So, uh, yeah, late season. I don't know. I mean, it just depends for me. Like, I gotta have a ground blind. I, I'm just not big on climbing that late and it's freezing and slippery and icy and yeah. I don't know. And usually in Michigan by then it's pretty bad. It's it, pretty cold. It's really about just having the heater, but we get it. Well, if you have yeah. like a Mr. Body heater and you're in a ground blind, then yeah. yeah. If you have like my whole thing this next couple of years is I'm really interested in this whole concept of raised ground blinds. Like, I think that makes the most sense for everybody. It's pretty safe. You can use a heater. That, you know, if you get a good enough one, you got yeah. scent control. You can really control the Sound environment. Sound control. Sound control. You can play Put Fortnite. And there's so many there. great things you can do in there. <laughs> a bathroom in there. <laughs> James got a bathroom. He's got, he's got a, like a thing. He's just roll, pull, put, rolls, like a big one with like four of them on there. I'm like, what are you doing? He's got a little fridge out there. He plugs in a portable generator. He's like, got Whoa. solar panels sitting on the outside. Solar panels. <laughs> That's what. Can somebody invent a ground blind? It's all solar panels. You can just sleep in there. And, I mean, then you wouldn't disturb anything. Right? Oh, oh gosh. I'd God. love to see. I would love to see some of these guys' um, uh, ground blinds. Oh, my there. uncle had one. Yeah. Oh, my God. He had like a big recliner. He yeah. ran cable out to it. Yeah. No, that's, I was just going to say, I had one guy. Old I, I school, know they baby. put an antenna out And this there. was 20 it's years ago he was doing this. Yeah. So. I mean, Kevin's had his ground blind for years up in the UP. That's underground half of it. Like in the ground with a huge propane tank, 
He makes yeah. food in there. He's got a little cooker. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's pretty cool. Oh, all right. What else, guys? Um, let's see. Um, there was oh, uh, there was a thing. Uh, I think it was Jeff. Yeah, Jeff says end of December is when I start pulling out the ice fishing gear while yeah. I fever. Yeah, that's my point. Like people start doing other things, yeah. and you start to like drift a little bit from this. And that's what I was talking about is maybe getting into some archery shoots this year and try to get involved maybe in a, a league over this over the break. You know, maybe with the kids, like try to get more involved. Yeah, I was thinking it might not be a bad idea for everybody. You know. Um, I mean, do you guys do you guys shoot in the off season, or I mean, do you guys do that or not really? I'd be curious what everybody else does out there. I think it'd be fun to to do some of that, you know. At least you keep shooting. And then the a question did come up earlier. I saw it. I didn't get a chance to answer, it, but it said, "What is your favorite bow for 2019?" So I let I let Noble answer his first. Now bring it back. Ritual yeah. 30. That was my favorite bow. And I'm so excited to finally hunt with it. We always got one here, and then it's always like, "No, we got to shoot this next." Finally got my dream, and it worked out. So that was really fun. Tim, you don't want my opinion. No, I mean for crossbow, you can be. Oh, yeah, I mean crossbow. Well, I mean, what do you like the best for for twenty nineteen? What you saw in twenty this past year, yeah. Yeah, so for for twenty nineteen, um, I, it's gonna sound redundant over and over again, but what you get out of these Excaliburs, I would go Excalibur Assassin at the top, um, hands down. But the uh, the Carbon Express crossbow. Um, very close second, uh, and then also the ten points um, that you yeah. were shooting, Jamie. Um, very close second as well. So. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that, and that's on the premium side. You know, I, I have conversations with uh, guys all the time looking for crossbows. What should I buy? What should I do? Um, it starts with your price point first. I mean, you you can't you cannot you can't go wrong with a with a crossbow that's three hundred dollars. You know, if it's, no, if it's I mean, made well, that one I got, shot you know, a couple my, years ago, the Grizzly 340. Yeah, it's a cheaper model, yeah, it's caliber, mean, but even cross shot turkey uh, with it, it was fine. It was, yeah, uh, it cross was perfect. Point, cross point. What am I thinking? Yeah. Center point. Center point. Yeah. Um, I mean, even center point. I shot center point a couple years ago. Uh, took a nice deer with it, and that price point on the bull I was shooting, I think, was somewhere around three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. And to me, there's certain things that has to it has to feel good in your hands. It's got to have a good scope. Um, I mean, so it, it's really just about personal preference, but in that premium side, I rank them the way I rank them. Yeah. Uh, for the compound bow for me, I definitely would take the Realm SS. That would be my favorite in 2019. I used it a lot, so I had a lot of experience with it, more than I thought I would, and um, it was hard to put it down. I'm not going to lie. It was a great bow. I did hunt with two or three other brands last year, um, but never really had a chance to shoot anything, so I guess that's a little bit part of it, but... I just felt, after shooting the first animal in Texas with that bow, I felt very confident on my next three, which yeah. were all hard oh, shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're hard shots, but they're all perfect shots. And, you know, in the same sense that that amazing feeling then took me into the new, this, you know, this fall, and I was like, oh, I, I really hate to put it down because it just, I knew, I felt accurate. I felt like I was going to make, you know, it was no problem. I was, uh, you know, anyway, that was for me. For crossbows, yeah. though, I definitely like the, the micro from Excalibur. I mean, it, I just like the small compactness of it. I like that you can put the extra charger on it. And that's why this year I'm going to stick with a small bow. I just, I don't need much. I mean, I'm not shooting even literally 50 yards would probably be my max with even a crossbow. I'm not, I don't really put myself in a position where I have to take long shots. So it's not a big deal to me to not have the full speed. And I think that's one of the reasons it doesn't bother me as much. But again, we are in Michigan. The shots are short, usually 20 to 
40 yards generally on average. So for you guys who are out there, and, you know, shooting distances, I understand completely that you might have different feelings on some of these things. So it, may, yeah. it just makes sense. I yeah. get it. So um, we'll do a couple more questions and we'll get going. But um, stabilizers for hunting and back bars from Brandon. I would say I always use a stabilizer for hunting. So always. I, I tend to use a small one. Um, and really just to level off the bow. But if anything, I always try to use something that has um, dampening in it. So it's going to help with any shock absorbing. Uh, that's my thing. Sometimes I even do a mount that puts a GoPro on it. Um, you, I mean, you use a stabilizer generally? Yeah, I think I used a tap one this year. I've been using them with... Um, that's got a gel inside of it, too. Yeah. So. It doesn't work like that either. <clears throat> Trophy Ridge? Yeah, it might be Trophy Ridge. Okay. Yeah, I... Um, um, the question was asked is, what would you recommend for a mid-range bow to upgrade from a PSC Stinger? Um, I'm not going to answer that yet. I, I have some work to do yet in this industry with the middle range bows, and we're going to work on that this year. It's a lot of great bows from Bear Archery in that middle range point, and I love. Mm -hmm. And But I, we haven't done them yet, and I want to get them on the show. So stick around the show, coming up on YouTube. Make sure you guys check that the videos out. Um, again, Instagram has these giveaways going on right now, so make sure you hurry up and head over. We're going to try to end those next week. Um, and then we'll have more stuff. We're going to try to do a Christmas special again this year. I don't think it's going to be as crazy as last year with prizes or anything because it was yeah, too it much. Jamie. It was too much. Jamie almost had a heart attack. And, and, Love you guys. It was cool. We did the best we could for you guys. So but the problem awesome. was there's so many things to give away. We literally we didn't have enough time to figure out how to give them all away. Yeah, in, in two we gave like seven bows. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. insane. Uh, so this year I tried to, I'm going to tone it down for sure. But we'll still have some fun. And maybe we'll just do like an hour um and give away some cool stuff um and have you guys join us but we gotta figure out the date we haven't figured yeah. it out so a lot to do but anyhow thanks for watching uh you can re-listen to this on the bhp podcast make sure you guys check that out and subscribe youtube instagram you're gonna don't miss any of this stuff we're trying to spread out these giveaways on different platforms to get you guys on all of them so that way we can get hold of you when we need to because some of these platforms don't let us really do that all the time so Anyhow, anything else for you? I'm good. Yeah, it's been a good, been a good podcast. I'm good. Anything from the uh, peanut gallery back there? Anything from you guys? Good. Kevin, Bob, finish us some podcast. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.